Welcome friends to January 26th on Joe's Daily U.S. History Lesson. 1863, Joseph Hooker takes command of the Army of the Potomac. Now yesterday I discussed how he replaced Ambrose Burnside due to his catastrophic attempt to go after the Confederate Army. Hooker had injured his foot at the Battle of Antietam, but other than that appeared to have been a fearless leader. The first thing he had to deal with as commander was the low morale of the troops. He improved conditions, namely food, medical care, and leave. He also instituted a badge system where each division had its own unique insignia. That way, unit pride and identity invigorated the army. And that's about as good as Hooker got as leading commander. It seemed Lincoln was having little to no luck in getting a solid commander who could take down Lee. He tried with Erwin McDowell, George McClellan, John Pope, McClellan again, Burnside, and now Hooker. Instead, Hooker lost badly in Chancellorsville and looked to resign as commander, but later would go on to lead the Army of Cumberland to victory at the Battle of Chattanooga and Lookout Mountain. After the war, Hooker retired from the Army and is buried in Cincinnati. 1858. Happy Anniversary Cyrus Hall McCormick and Nacy Fowler. Cyrus patented the Mechanical Reaper, which is a farming tool that cuts and gathers crops at harvest when they are ripe. Notice I didn't say he invented it. In fact, he took the ideas from Roman and Scottish designs, plus 20 years of work with his father and father's slave, Joe Anderson. Cyrus did, however, patent it and came up with a McCormick Harvesting Machine Company. 1819. Happy Birthday, Abner Doubleday. Union General Major and alleged inventor of baseball. 1875. The electric dental drill is patented by George F. Green. This way, dentists could try and salvage the tooth instead of just yanking it out. This device was large and bulky and didn't sell well in the beginning since most dentists didn't have electricity running in their office. By way of comparison, Today's dental drill can reach speeds of 800,000 revolutions per minute, while this design could only reach 15. Ow! Just yank it out already! Ow! 2005. Bush appoints Rice as America's first African-American female Secretary of State. Condoleezza Rice was born November 14, 1954 in Birmingham, Alabama. So you can imagine the racism that she endured, yet she was able to get advanced degrees in political science and international relations from prominent schools. She became a professor at Stanford, went to D.C. and worked with George H.W. Bush to help dissolve the Soviet Union and reunify Germany. In 2001, she was appointed National Security Advisor and went on to become the first black woman to be appointed Secretary of State. She worked with foreign affairs in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other places, wrote a few books, and in August 2012, did the unthinkable. She successfully joined the Augusta National Golf Club. Unbelievable! Moving on to Super Bowl news now. 1986. Chicago Bears beat the New England Pats 
46 to 10. The Bears had that really mean defense with Richard Dent. In 1992, the Redskins beat the Bills in Super Bowl 26. Jim Kelly and his K-Gun no-huddle offense were no match for the Redskins defense as Kelly got sacked and intercepted all day long. Harry Connick Jr. sang the national anthem. 1997, Packers beat the Patriots 35-21. Antonio Freeman had an 81-yard touchdown, but the MVP was kick returner Desmond Howard, who returned one for 99 yards for a touchdown. It was the Packers' first Super Bowl since Super Bowl II. The game took place at the Louisiana Superdome in New Orleans, so it was only fitting that the halftime show was played by the Blues Brothers and ZZ Top. Luther Vandross sung the national anthem. 2003 Because the only Super Bowl San Diego ever sees is when another team not named the Chargers is playing it, apparently. Worse yet, bitter AFC West rival the Raiders played on Qualcomm Stadium grounds, and because the Raiders were partying in Tijuana the night before, and the center got arrested, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had their way with the Raiders all day long, intercepting Raider quarterback Rich Gannon five times. Three for touchdowns. Watching Shania Twain and Sting and No Doubts during halftime was much more interesting. And that's it for January 26th on Joe's Daily U.S. History Lesson. Thanks for listening.